Welcome to The Excellent Fiduciary, a podcast from Roland Chris, where we explore what it takes to meet and exceed the demands of managing an employee benefit plan in today's complex market. From regulatory developments to fiduciary news and practical tips, tune in to The Excellent Fiduciary for your step-by-step guide in achieving compliance and confidence in a new fiduciary era. Now let's begin today's show with an introduction from our Roland Chris host. Anyone who serves on a committee formed by an enterprise to oversee retirement plans and pension plans governed by the Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974, or ERISA, know their legal duty is among the highest in civil law. Fiduciary standards of care under ERISA bind executives and their employers to a rigid expectation of loyalty independence, and prudence when the assets and data belonging to others fall under their care. While the oversight of health care plans is not a traditional part of most retirement plan committees' scope, recent developments dictate a change in that approach. And I'll talk more about the rationale for embracing health care plans in an enterprise's fiduciary governance system in a moment. Well, thank you for joining this episode of the Excellent Fiduciary Podcast. I'm your host, Ronald Hagan, Chairman of the Risk Standards Committee at Roland Chris. Cybersecurity is a modern, tech-savvy buzzword that often makes non-IT people's eyes glaze over. Well, that mindset is very risky because cybersecurity ranks among the most challenging issues facing human resources, finance, and administration executives. The truth is that cybersecurity, while highly technical at the developer level, uses the same principles and concepts as many other business-related legal risks. Human resources leaders should be asking the right questions and taking steps to protect their employee benefit plans and themselves from cyber attacks. So why is cybersecurity now a big deal? Well, it's essential to understand that Cybersecurity includes protecting digital forms of personally identifiable information, or PII, and employee benefit plan assets from exposure and protecting electronic systems from exploitation by hackers. And that includes cases such as the ransomware attack in 2021 on a service provider named Kaseya. Kaseya is an IT solutions developer for record keepers and other managed service providers. Uh, Present estimates suggest that between 800 and 1,500 small to medium-sized companies may have experienced a ransomware compromise through their providers who are connected to the Kasaya platform. The Kasaya case and other data security breaches involving retirement plan service providers illustrate the grave risks that fiduciary committees now face. The increasingly malicious cyber attacks experienced by healthcare organizations have led to data breaches that have increased healthcare delivery costs and, in some cases, affected patient health outcomes. According to the proposed Healthcare Cybersecurity Act of 2022, currently working its way through the, content, uh, through the Congress, data reported to the Department of Health and Human Services shows that in almost every month, In the year 2020, more than a million people were affected by data breaches at healthcare organizations. 
And the bill also states that cyber attacks on healthcare facilities affect over 33 million people to this day. In addition to being exploited by cyber criminals, there are commonly legal repercussions with even minor cyber attacks. Uh, The most typical of those are investigations by regulatory agencies, breach notifications, and claims for damages for breach of contract. Well, I'm often asked, can human resources executives be held personally liable for cybersecurity breaches? The answer is yes. A plan's designated plan administrator, which is typically a human resources manager, can be personally liable for cybersecurity breaches in some instances. In addition to class action cases, regulators are ramping up their response to cybersecurity breaches and increasing cybersecurity requirements for ERISA plans and the enterprises that sponsor them. Numerous federal agencies have levied fines and brought suits for cybersecurity-related issues, including the Federal Trade Commission, the Securities and Exchange Commission, and the Employee Benefits Security Administration, or the EBSA. The EBSA uh, is the enforcement arm of the U.S. Department of Labor and has jurisdiction over ERISA-qualified plans. After discovering that a light A-L-I-G-H-T, Alight, which is a retirement plan record keeper, had processed unauthorized distributions due to cybersecurity breaches relating to its ERISA plan clients' accounts. The EBSA has filed a lawsuit which triggered then a class action against the fiduciaries of specific plans that are serviced by Alight. So this case indicates and illustrates how a plan sponsor can be involved in a what I'll call an indirect uh, lawsuit or a regulatory action because of a record keeper or other kind of service provider breaching their fiduciary responsibility. Until recently, a lack of clarity about what would qualify as an ERISA-compliant process for demonstrating prudent data security policies and procedures handcuffed fiduciary committees. But that changed with the introduction of sub-regulatory guidance in 2021 from the EBSA. I call it sub-regulatory because the EBSA issued it uh, under the caption of it being guidance. But as we will see a bit later in the podcast, the EBSA is now using its guidance as a benchmark for conducting field fiduciary audits of retirement plans. And that that took place within just weeks of the passage of the guidance in April of 2021. Now, the EBSA's guidance is a long overdue outline of privacy and security protocols that elevate PII protection, that's personally identifiable information protection, in retirement and pension plans to a level that rivals well-established protected health information requirements. In the face of an exploding number of cybersecurity breaches of employers' in-house IT systems, retirement plan record keepers, payroll services, and healthcare providers, the standard of care documented in the EBSA's guidance demands upgrades in two fundamental fiduciary disciplines. Those are governance and controls. Later in this podcast, I'll give you a list of activities that risk management experts and the EBSA strongly urge ERISA plan sponsors to take to upgrade those disciplines. But first, I'd like to help you ensure that your organization is on the right pathway 
uh, to fiduciary excellence by giving you a list of 10 questions. If you can't take notes right now, replay this podcast when you can and write down these 10 questions employee benefit plan fiduciaries should be asking. Number one, who has access to your enterprise's personally identifiable information and what are your most significant cybersecurity risks found in your employee benefit plans? Number two, what is our fiduciary committee's data protection plan? Be sure there is one. Number three, what layers of protection do we have? Four, do our communications systems, that is phone, email, and messaging, use end-to-end encryption? Number five, Does our cybersecurity system work across all platforms, devices, tablets, phones, and laptops, including employees' personal devices? Number six, how do we know if there's been a cybersecurity breach within our employee benefit plan complex? Number seven, what's our response plan if one occurs? Number eight, what is the fiduciary committee's role in the event of a cybersecurity incident. Number nine, do we regularly compare ourselves to others in the industry and assess our cybersecurity measures against those that are all available in the marketplace? And then finally, number 10, do our service providers and their subcontractors maintain reasonable data security practices and policies? Well, earlier I said I would give you a list of activities that risk management experts and the EBSA strongly urge plan sponsors to follow to upgrade their management approach. At a minimum, although it's not exhaustive, here are eight action steps that you should have built on a short-term time frame for completion in order to quickly align your committee's oversight with the current regulatory environment. Under the governance uh, caption, There are four important upgrades. I'm going to mention them to you right now with a little bit of an explanation. First of all is cybersecurity policy. Now, regardless of an employee benefit plan size or complexity, large or small, the need for a fiduciary committee authored cybersecurity policy statement, or a CPS, has escalated to the same level of importance as an investment policy statement that's maintained by defined contribution and defined benefit plan fiduciaries. The IT departments of most organizations maintain a data security policy at the enterprise level, that is at the corporate level, but rarely do such policies expand to include an ERISA plan's PII. So if your fiduciary committee currently lacks a CPS or a cybersecurity policy statement, Don't delay adding one to the other policies you would rely on to guide your committee's prudence. You may download a helpful policy checklist at this location on our website. That's rolandchris.com slash data hyphen security hyphen checklist. It's free. There's no obligation to obtain it. The second item within the governance upgrade discussion that I'd like to mention is to improve your monitoring agenda. The agendas of fiduciary committees should include a permanent entry 
for monitoring a security management plan. And what I mean by that is, since the courts and the Department of Labor rely very heavily on minutes of meetings taken at fiduciary committee meetings, it is a best practice to ensure that every committee meeting uh, documented in meeting minutes uh, has uh, the record of a discussion of the cybersecurity practices for the plan. Using a technology application tailored for that purpose uh, is very helpful, and you could ask us about fiduciary GRC. It's a state-of-the-art ERISA 316 fiduciary solution covering the entire risk spectrum, cyber assessment, standards, technology, and monitoring. All right, let's turn our attention now to vendors. A third area of upgrade in the governance element of your retirement plan management approach uh, relies upon the, f- uh, the reality that the Modern Employee Benefit Plan Committee should have written cybersecurity rules for hiring, monitoring, and re-engaging vendors for record-keeping, investments, health care plans, payroll operations, and any other service provider that processes the plan's PII or protected health information. It's also essential for committees to know if any of their planned service providers utilize agents or subcontractors to perform the services and to examine those providers' data security policies and practices for reasonableness. The fourth area of upgrade in the governance sector of your management approach is to make ERISA cybersecurity training a committee prerequisite. Managing conformance to the EBSA's guidance is not a technology-based discipline, and and it is, for the most part, a process management undertaking. Understanding how the various cybersecurity standards bodies impact regulatory rulemaking is essential. So ask your information technology unit for awareness training in cybersecurity standards, such as those developed and offered by the National Institute of Standards and Technology, that's the NIST, and the International Organization for Standardizations, otherwise known as ISO. All right, let's turn our attention now to upgrades in the internal controls area, uh, this, uh, this uh, second discipline uh, of upgrade that's required in the environment we find ourselves in uh, with respect to data security. First of all, let's be sure we've adopted a control framework. What I mean by that is that even though the EBSA's guidance is an excellent place to start, a proper workflow for executing a committee's rules transcends the EBSA's guidelines. And consultation with an ERISA fiduciary risk management firm like Roland Chris to build an appropriate fiduciary management framework would ensure a committee's ability to prove its prudence, which after all, is the major test of how fiduciaries perform. Secondly, I would commission an assessment. Require your internal controls procedures to commission an assessment. Annually is a good time frame to do that. Uh, The assessment would consist of an examination of the plan's current cybersecurity sensitivities, and you can resource that either internally or by a qualified third-party expert. Now, a legally defensible risk management assessment should adhere to 18 essential criteria, and a review offers a way to ensure continued improvement. So uh, if you like, ask Roland Chris for a list of those requirements on our website on the Contact Us button. 
The third area of update to upgrade to internal controls would be the establishment of rules of engagement with information technology leaders in your own organization. From the perspective of plan operations, regardless of whether it's retirement plans or payroll, which feeds into retirement plans, obviously, or a healthcare plan, technology is the plan. Technology is the enabler from payroll to managing retirement accounts and health plans. So the lines between human resources functions and technology functions are blurring. Yet we find that the information technology groups of most employer organizations are in a silo far away from fiduciary committees. Well, the modern fiduciary looks for ways to engage more deeply with technology. And then the fourth area of internal controls that could be upgraded in most organizations now is to ensure that you have cybersecurity insurance. Uh, cyber insurance uh, would cover risk that errors and omissions and fiduciary liability insurance policies do not. Typical coverages embrace disaster recovery and data breach response assistance when a benefit plan incurs a security breach. Well, the issues concerning employee benefit plan security grow continuously. And in conclusion, it's important for us to know that the regulatory environment is undergoing dramatic changes too. For example, EBSA, that's government plan auditors, expect to find employers fully aligned with its guidance. I mentioned that a bit earlier. Other laws are evolving. And while lawmakers try to keep up with the changes taking place in the cybersecurity arena, the risks are real and they're expanding. And fiduciary committees must not overlook the dangers those realities represent each and every day. The actions proposed in this podcast frame the nucleus of a management system that will require faithful execution and continuous improvement. Well, thank you for joining me. Don't hesitate to contact me with any questions about today's topic. And you may do so by email at excellentfiduciary, all one word, at rollandchris.com. Or go to our website for more resources about the role and duties of fiduciaries who serve employee benefit plans qualified under the Employee Retirement Income Security Act. Join us next time. And until then, be prudent and prosper.